Hello and welcome back to the Proud Horse Girl podcast, the podcast where we chat about what it means to be a horse girl and our experiences in the equestrian world. I'm your host, Annika Saddleweiser, and today we have Morgan joining us on the podcast. I'm sure a lot of people will know her from her Instagram, Clyde Show Jumping. She has a pretty big following on there, and I know a lot of people in our local equestrian community kind of know her pretty well, so I'm excited to chat with her today. I've really enjoyed getting to know her over the last year or so and getting to photograph her with her horses. So Morgan, why don't you start by telling everyone a bit about you and your horses and just kind of where you are with riding right now. Sure. Um, I'm Morgan Davies. I am 19. I live in Alberta. I have three horses. And their names Kahana, Oxford, and Tegan. Oxford's who I am riding mostly right now. But I ride Kahana too. And I'm riding at Highthorne Equestrian right now. And it's just been super. I moved there about a month and a half ago. And yeah, it's really great. Awesome. Yeah, I saw that you just moved. Was that a difficult decision to make? Or was it just to kind of progress your riding a little bit more? It was definitely a hard decision to make like it was kind of something I've been thinking on for a long time and I just finally had to do it but yeah leaving Killarney and Kathleen was definitely hard yeah it's never easy to leave a barn and all the people you kind of know and the coaches but I'm sure you guys will accomplish some awesome things there so that's exciting (laughs) yeah I'm super excited yeah so I know a lot of people will probably mostly know you from your partnership with Oxford as you said you kind of ride him most of the time so yeah do you just want to chat about kind of I think he's the horse you've kind of acquired most recently a couple years ago so maybe chat about kind of how that came to be and how your riding has progressed since you bought him I guess for sure so yeah like you said I've won about two and a half years ago and before that I was kind of just not really riding for a while actually I took a few months off and then I was just leasing and kind of riding here and there and I've been looking for a horse for quite a while and I found him and I showed my mom the ad and I was like this is the one like I am obsessed with him and she hated him like she was like that is such an ugly horse and we're we're not looking at it it's a Clydesdale saddlebred but I kept, I kept working on her, and I was like, we have to see him. This is the one. And then four months later, I finally convinced her, and I just loved him, like, immediately. And, like, he's just been so fantastic. Yeah, you guys have a really awesome partnership. That's funny. I knew he was part Clydesdale, but I didn't know it was a Clydesdale saddlebred. That's a an interesting mix. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's not something you see. No, but he definitely looks more like a warm blood type or something like I don't think that would be the first thing that people would guess yeah yeah he's pretty unique he's been like such a good horse to learn on and I feel like my riding has progressed on him more than any other horse because he's been a really tough horse actually I think the challenging horses when you when you get past all the challenges and you start to really kind of connect as a partnership they can bring out like the best in your riding I think yeah, definitely. And I feel like we're at that stage right now where we're kind of just finally connecting and really understanding each other. 
Yeah, everything starts to come together. Yeah, and it feels really cool. That's awesome. So what would you say are some of your goals then with riding and with Oxford kind of going forwards? Hmm. I mean, I've actually been thinking about that a lot lately. I, for a long time, I was really focused on just moving up. And like, for a long time, I was like, I want to do the meter 15s. I want to do the meter 20s. And now it's more just, I really want to go to shows and just ride the way I can be proud of. Like, just go in and really be proud of how I'm riding and proud of how I'm riding every day and just feel really good about what I'm doing. I think that's what's become the most important to me is I just really want to be doing something that's memorable and feels good and I'm proud of. Absolutely, yeah. That's awesome. I think I felt like a similar change, I think, when I kind of got to be like late teens, kind of getting up to 20, like your your perspective on riding changes a little bit. I think when you're younger, it is just so much. You want to do bigger and you want to do the bigger classes and you just want to keep moving up and up. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to this summer. I really hope I have the opportunity to go to some shows. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, I think we all have our fingers crossed. We're just like sitting on the edge of our seat waiting to see what happens with COVID and everything. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that would be awesome if you guys got to go to some shows. Mm-hmm. So you also, as I mentioned earlier, kind of in the introduction, you have a really large following on social media, which is awesome. Something that I'm always trying to, I think a lot of us always trying to grow the social media. Mm-hmm. Um but would you mind just chatting a bit about how that came to be? Obviously, a long, over a long period of time, I'm sure. Um, but maybe also how having such a large following kind of impacts you and the presence that you put out there on social media? For sure. I mean, it definitely was a lot of work and a lot of time put into it. And since I was like probably 12 and just got Instagram, I always was like, I really want to have one of these big accounts like the girls I follow on Instagram who are just always posting these awesome videos of their ponies and stuff that was always what I wanted so I've been working at it for a really long time and I think I've had this account for four maybe even five years and it didn't really start like rolling and moving towards what it is until maybe two or three years ago but it's been pretty cool and a kind of cool experience. Like when I reached 10K, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a very impressive goal. I mean, yeah, that's like, I'm always thinking about the 10K because as, as a business account, when you reach 10K, you get like special features or whatever that you can do on your stories. Yeah. But I'm still a long way away from there. I'm sure with the content you're posting, like it's only a matter of time. It's- and I do think, I mean, I do have to remind myself like, It's not about the number, you know, it's about, I think, like, the connections you make on social media and what you are putting out there, like. For sure. I think for me in the last few years, I've really enjoyed having it because it's given me the opportunity to connect with people in Alberta and really, like, get to know people. And then when I go to a show, I can kind of say hi to people, which is nice for me because I'm very introverted and very shy. So I can kind of talk to people first and then see them in person, which is easier. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And it gives you, yeah, a little bit of a platform to like get to know people, which is yeah. really great. Mm-hmm. 
So what would you say have been some of the best lessons you've learned from riding? Maybe not even, you know, about riding, but I think riding lessons and just being an equestrian can teach us a lot of lessons that apply to real life or life in general, I guess. Um, Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest lesson riding has taught me is just to be resilient and not give up because I've definitely (laughs) had quite a bumpy ride. It hasn't always just been like easy, straight sailing. (laughs) So I've had to stick with it and had to go back to the barn every day, even if I had a bad ride. And I mean, I ride six days a week. So sometimes I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) go. I don't want to see my horse today. I'm not in a good mood, but then I just go and he's perfect. And I'm like, oh, it was worth it. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. I know even not riding six days a week, there's days where you just don't don't feel like going out, but then you force yourself to, and it never fails to put you in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially like after I had a really good lesson today and I just left the barn smiling. Like, yeah, it feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's such an awesome feeling. Mm-hmm. So on the other hand, what would you say would be some of the biggest challenges you've kind of faced in the horse world and as an equestrian and maybe just some some difficult challenges you've had to go through? I know for one, it's definitely sometimes difficult for me because I do feel like I don't look like your average equestrian. Like I know Ella was talking about it in her last podcast and I can kind of relate. Like it's, I don't always feel like I look like I fit in. Neither does my horse actually into like what, like show jumping. We're not your average team, but I've felt a lot more confident in myself in the last little while and felt really good about myself and my body image and confidence, which is really great. Yeah, that's awesome. But I think that is also such an issue in the equestrian community in general, just with like what what an equestrian should look like. And I know there's been on lots of different, you know, with what kind of your weight or like the race, like, you know, how equestrians are represented and... Yeah, I think that's a really important conversation that lots of people need to have. Yeah, and I feel like now I'm starting to see, like, so much more, like, different people, like, in pictures of people modeling breeches for a long time. I would see them, like, this person doesn't look like me, so I don't know what it's going to look like on me exactly, or there was definitely kind of a very normal way that all the different brands had their models looking. And now I'm starting to see that change and see people that look like me and people who are like different races or different cultures. And it's really cool. And I'm happy to see that growth. Yeah, I know. I think there's a platform, I guess, that was created by a group of equine photographers that's like, I think it's called Equestrians of Color, where photographers will like donate a session to an Equestrian of Color to like, put more representation out there and I think that's really awesome so I hope we see more of that (laughs) yeah for sure so kind of on the topic of different cultures and stuff you had the opportunity to show overseas in Guatemala a couple years ago I think for Team Canada in an international competition which I mean is a lot an experience that a lot of equestrians would look up to I think um would you mind just maybe chatting a little bit about that? Maybe how that came to be and kind of what it contributed to your journey with riding? For sure. So 
I actually knew the lady beforehand who took us there and was, I guess, kind of the coach of the team. I had bought a horse from her and she kind of mentioned it to us when I was looking at the horse. And I was always something that was in the back of my mind. I was like, oh, I have to do this. Like, this is so cool. So eventually it actually happened. It, it didn't feel like it was real the entire time. But it was such a cool experience and like such a different culture there. And everyone was so nice, though. And all the teams like spoke to each other and were just it was such a cool experience. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's really awesome. And to get to do something like that, like, pretty early on in your riding journey, too, is yeah. really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel really lucky that I got to do that. Was- yeah, I bet. So I know you've had a lot of, you've ridden a lot of horses, and you've had a lot of horses kind of over your riding journey. So what would you say, like, has been the most influential horse, I guess, or maybe some of the really important lessons you've learned from like individual horses that you've had over your time as a rider? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like you've said, I've been so lucky to be able to ride so many different horses. And like when I was younger and at Highthorne, because I I was there three years ago, actually, I would just ride everything I could get on, like anything at all, I would just be riding it. But yeah, for me, I think Kahana has actually been the most influential horse for me because I've had her for almost eight years and it took almost all of those eight years to really get somewhere with her and there was a long time where I just (laughs) did not want anything to do with her like when I tried to catch her she would just run the other way I felt like she hated me and she maybe wasn't the best like first horse for a little kid that just wanted to cuddle and you know, grab the horse's face and mess around. But now that I'm maturing, she's just become really special to me. And I feel like it was so rewarding last year because I, she's been leased out for quite a while. And when the pandemic started, I decided to give Oxford a break and ride her for a while. And it's just been so rewarding the last year to really finally get something done with her and I showed her in the meters at Amberley in the Grand Prix ring which was so cool because it was like kind of this thing that I never ever thought would have happened like I had people telling me this horse will never jump this horse will never do dressage this horse is just not a good horse not worth the time like I had a lot of people just kind of pass her off including me And to finally do that and really feel like I accomplished something with her and she really became really special to me and we really created a good bond and that was great. That's awesome. It's it's so, like, I'm noticing that with Diesel because we're coming up on nine years that I've had him. Like, it's so interesting how your partnership with a horse changes so much when you've had them for, like, that long. Especially, I think, when you get them when you're so young and you kind of grow together. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, too, when they're a bit more challenging than you're cut out for at that age. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But you learn a lot, so. Mm -hmm. And Oxford has just been, like I said, he's been so fantastic. And he's such a good horse. Like, I've never once seen him buck or kick another horse. Like, he's such 
so good in that way and he's safe and just sweet but at the same time like getting something out of him and really working him properly and really like actually getting something <laughs> has been so hard <laughs> like I don't really like saying that my horse is a hard horse because I know there's kind of a stigma around saying that but it's definitely been a struggle and there's been times where I was like I I don't even want to ride this horse and I mean the first few weeks that I had him I was like I went home crying some days because I was like I made the wrong decision this is not the right horse for me because he was definitely a struggle but it's been so worth it and he's taught me so much and I feel like my riding has just gotten so good and I've gotten so much confidence on him like I used to be a really really nervous rider I still am a bit but like I would be standing at the gate on my pony and we'd both just be vibrating and she'd be feeding off me and it was just a mess and now I can just kind of walk into a ring and not feel like I'm gonna lose my mind and he just really like he whenever I'm not feeling confident I think he almost gets more confident for me and that just makes me feel so great and he's he's so cool <laughs> I really like him you'd never know you were a nervous rider from like watching your videos and stuff I mean I get that a lot like I always have people telling me I'm brave and I'm like no way <laughs> it's the opposite <laughs> I mean, it's pretty brave to be nervous about something, but do it anyways. Yeah, it's been definitely something I've had to conquer, but yeah. Yeah, like, I've definitely got nervous about jumping, but I just pretty much stopped jumping. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah there's been times where I almost just wanted to stop. Like, the year before I bought Oxford, I had some pretty bad falls and bad accidents, and I had concussions from them, so I had to take time off, like, which mm -hmm. always makes it worse, not being able to just get back on and keep going. And I like trying horses and looking for a new horse before him was tough because I was so nervous. Like even just doing things I had done easily before were definitely hard. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that, though. I think we, a lot of people go through periods where, you know, you just get the nerves and the anxiety just kind of take over. I mean... It is such a crazy sport that we do, so. And it's tough that it's not talked about a lot, because, I mean, for a while I didn't really understand what was happening. Like, I was like, why am I so nervous? Why do I feel like this? And now I understand it, and I'm getting better at kind of handling it. And when I feel myself getting anxious, I'm better at kind of just diffusing it. But when I was younger, I didn't even really realize what was happening. These things would all be better if everyone just talked about them more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I do understand that there's a reason they don't, because it's not always an easy thing to talk about. Yeah. But, yeah, I think if there was more exposure to everything, like all the things you've talked about with the past people on your podcast are so important. Yeah. I know, I think just like simple conversations like this, like we're not going into it, you know, trying to have these deep conversations but just talking about these things I think helps a lot yeah for sure mm -hmm. and I hope that talking about this can maybe help someone that was like in the place I was where they weren't really sure and didn't really understand what was going on when they were getting so nervous and maybe they can feel like no they're not alone in this and lots of people experience this
Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people, like, who follow you and look up to you because you, you're such an awesome rider and you do some amazing things. So I'm sure there will be some people out there who are glad to hear that, you know, it's not all, it's not all easy and we all face challenges every day. Yeah. And I really want to do, like, share more and talk about this more. Like, that's my goal with my platform is to really just talk about all of this and make sure that everyone knows that I'm not this perfect rider. And that's hard for me sometimes. Like, I definitely struggle posting stuff on my Instagram sometimes. And I'll post something and take it down right away. Because I feel like, oh, I didn't look perfect in this. And then I think about it, like, I I can't look perfect all the time. And it's not fair of me to create that expectation on myself and for other people to always think, oh, that's just what she looks like. Because it's not. (laughs) like ever so yeah well that's awesome I think even just sharing that today I think that's really gonna a lot of people are gonna listen to that and really appreciate it so do you have any comments about the equestrian community in general Like, what would be one thing you would wish to educate about or change in the horse world? I know we were just talking about representation, but maybe, I don't know, along those lines or something else, just whatever comes to mind. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is just being supportive of everyone. Like, we're a pretty small community, actually, and I don't always see a ton of support, which is so sad because I think... Personally, I almost believe no one's, there's not really such thing as a really good rider and a bad rider. It's just everyone on their journey at a different point. And like this kid who's jumping X-rails right now in a few years could be doing the meter 40s. And I don't think anyone should ever feel like they can't be proud or happy about where they are. Yeah, that's so true. For a while, like I would look back at when I was just jumping like lower stuff and I think oh my gosh I thought I was was so full of myself back then but now thinking about it I like it was good that I was full of myself like I should be proud of every single thing I've done and back then when I jumped my first two three vertical I was so proud and that's good I think I deserve to be proud because that was where I was and I think everyone no matter how high or what level they're doing should be proud and should be able to be openly proud of what they're doing. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's that's so true. I've never really thought about it that way, but I know I was like I have an old YouTube channel where I had a lot of my horse videos and I was looking at some of them uh last night and it's diff it's interesting how you change as a rider. Like when you're young, everything is so exciting and you're so carefree and you know, just being around horses is like just such a joyful thing. And I think some of that tends to fade as you get older, which is unfortunate. But yeah, celebrating the little things, I think, is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, I think like the reason we're all doing this is because it makes us happy. And I think when a lot of us lose that at some point, and to me, the most important thing is just being able to enjoy it and be happy. So some days... I may have it in my mind that there's something I want to work on and I want to keep improving myself. But on the other hand, if I'm not feeling like it, then maybe I'll just go on a trail ride or even just brush my horse because 
that's what makes me feel good. And that's really what it's about. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I rode bareback yesterday because I was like, you don't have to come to the barn every day and be like, I'm going to work on something or this is what I'm going to accomplish. It's good to just, I think, take a break and just enjoy your horse and, you know. Yeah, for sure. I definitely like to always have something to work on. Like, it's kind of hard for me. Like, every day when I go up to the barn and I'm driving there, in the back of my head, I'm like, I need something to do today. What am I going to do today? What am I going to complete? And I've kind of had to be able to be like letting that go and just be okay with maybe not getting something done that mm-hmm. day or maybe not even riding that day and just making sure I'm doing it for the right reasons, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know. I, I have a similar mindset, I think, too, because Diesel's getting older. I mean, he's turning 19 this year. But I still have things that I want to accomplish. So I'm always, you know, trying to work harder and do better and like progress. But no, I think it is important to just remind yourself that, you know, it's just one day at a time. And if you don't do something today, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. For sure. And your horse will probably appreciate it anyways. I mean, I think it's good for them to have mental breaks too. I've definitely like experienced a little bit of, I don't know, just different opinions about the fact that I go out and I trail ride and I ride bareback and I try and like experience different things. And I know some people like have definitely said, Oh, that's not actually working your horse. That's not real riding. But to me, I think it's really important for the horse's well being to like be doing different things. And yeah, I just really value that kind of stuff. And I think it is really important. Yeah, I know. I remember I had um, a coach one time who, I mean, I really loved her. She was awesome. But one time I was just lunging. I think I was free lunging him around in the arena, just kind of letting him run around. And she was like, you know, you shouldn't do that. You should put him on a lunge line, put some side reins on, like get him working properly. You know, you're not actually accomplish any accomplishing anything by just having him run around like that. But you don't always have to be accomplishing something, I don't think. Yeah. like. Sure. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I really appreciated, you know, this conversation today. It's been a really great episode, I think. So, why don't you just tell everyone where they can find you on social media? I'm sure lots of people will know already, but for those that don't. Yeah, I only have Instagram, and it's Clyde.showjumping. I'm sure I'm sure those who don't follow you already will be looking you up because you know this was a really great conversation you just post lots of awesome authentic stuff (laughs) so thanks so much for coming on the podcast today it was really great to chat with you and I hope you had fun yeah it was really fun thank you for having me it's been great (laughs) and thank you guys all for listening remember to hug your horse and give them an extra cookie for me and keep on being a proud horse girl